Hello and welcome to In the Limelight, Vanity Fair's entertainment and pop culture podcast. I'm Josh Duboff, Vanity Fair senior writer, and I'm here with Julie Miller, Vanity Fair senior Hollywood writer. On In the Limelight, we analyze the ins and outs of pop culture, entertainment, and celebrity from the past week, from the Kardashians to Kate Middleton and everything in between. All right, this is a really big episode, you guys. Uh, I almost feel as if this is the level of the royal wedding for me and Julie, uh, in that Megan was spotted. There were two separate Megan news items from the past couple of days that really heralded the return of, I'm going to say, old Megan, pre-royal Megan. We had her back in ripped jeans and making TIG-style avocado toast. We were going to dig into all of that. 2019 has really proven to be the royal uh, year of our dreams so far, Josh. I really hope we can keep up this momentum. Completely. Uh, we're also going to check in with our girl, Angelina Jolie, who is back out there just doing regular family stuff amidst a juicy new Brad Pitt rumor. Woohoo! Uh, lots to get into. So let's start with this ripped jeans thing. I feel like we've been banging the ripped jeans drum for like a year since since the first time they emerged because we were so excited at that first Invictus Games when she and Harry made their first big joint public appearance together holding hands and she was wearing ripped jeans and it was this kind of I think the reason it was such a big deal was because it was so unusual in the royal stratosphere to have someone who was had their own sense of personal style and was more casual. Right, wearing something Kate Middleton would never wear. <laughs> exactly. So I think we've been kind of just, you know, holding on to this hope that we'd ever see them again. And lo and behold, this past week, thanks to some paparazzi style photos, which I want to, we have to like really dig into this, but she was spotted in Notting Hill uh, wearing a navy pea coat, jeans, nude heels. And you can see on these jeans that there's like tears at the knees. These are fully ripped jeans. Um, there is, I want like a scientific analysis, but I, they look to be, um, very similar to like the jeans she wore back in the day when she was seen with similar ripped jeans. I think this was complete shock because back when, even when she got engaged to Harry, both you and I hypothesized that Megan was like a t- I don't know. She hosted some sort of bonfire and tossed all that ripped denim in there. We thought that was the end of the ripped jeans. No more fun. It's going to have to be all conservative, all formal wear going forward. So to see these, it was almost like seeing the ripped jeans like from the dead, as if we were seeing them right rise out of their grave. Wouldn't you say so, Josh? Completely. I thought at first that it was just I was it took me I had to do like three different double takes or whatever you call it in that I thought it was an old photo. I did not believe that it was because also it was a little hard to tell she was wearing her coat. I mean, obviously, the pregnancy is like the tip off that it's a current photo, but you couldn't really even tell based on the way the photos were taken. So I was very confused. I'm like, oh, they're doing a nice like fun throwback because she also had the aviators and the like low key sort of like, I don't know that everything about the look was so not what we're used to when she's making these official engagements. Now, this was like the day after that sequin dress she wore to the Cirque du Soleil thing. Um, so I feel like it was just kind of jarring, but I loved it. I wonder if so she was photographed leaving lunch in Notting Hill with her new press secretary. And we don't often see 
like these kind of candids of her, I feel, going into lunches or engagements. I feel like everything is so highly monitored and controlled. We've talked about this. And you, you sometimes will read about her making, having made, you know, visits to charity events and you never have seen photos of her going in and out. Um, so I feel like they do a good job of making sure she's not seen when they don't want her seen. And also she was at lunch with like her publicist essentially now. So I almost feel as if they wanted these photos to be out there, right? I mean, I just, I, I feel like if she doesn't want to be seen, she knows how to not be seen and they would do lunch at the palace. But this was a lunch out at the town. This was a lunch out at the town with her new press secretary. Uh, and I don't know, do we think there's a greater meaning? I, I guess we shouldn't look at, you know, this is like a gift. We should just cherish it and not question it or look for conspiracy theories. But do we think there's anything to amidst the bodyguard drama, the Kate's party drama, the Thomas Markle drama, all the dramas that are always sort of surrounding her. Do you think there's anything to be said for that she wanted to show that she's just kind of the same old Meg deep at heart? My theory, and correct, I'm very curious to hear your theory, but it's almost like she tried to conform, she tried to fit in, there was this incredible backlash Maybe she's realized, listen, I'm not going to be Kate, never going to be Kate, don't want to be Kate. I'm just going to be Meg. And she brought out those back because it almost seems like a declaration. The fact that she made this public outing, seriously, right? With her publicist, again, the publicist very easily could have come to her house. That's exactly what I'm thinking. I feel as if this was, she's savvy. She knows when she's seen and when she's not seen. Um, also, we're going to get to the avocado toast in a second, but that combined with this, I also feel like makes me feel like it was somehow a coordinated approach. Right. What you're saying makes sense to me that maybe she's decided, you know what, I don't want to fully forsake the things that were important to me before. Not that she forced, you know, in the, in the public sense. Um, and that this is time now to kind of reassert that tig, the tig, Megan. Right. In our romantic comedy, like movie version of Megan's like ascent to this royal position, this would probably be the act to break where she like realizes she's just going to get back to being herself. And then she's just going to have this triumphant final. Right. I love it. So I was curious about this new deputy secretary because We've been reading so much about all the people who have been leaving. I was curious about who this new person who was starting to work with them was. Um, so his name is Christian Jones. He is, believe it or not, has a public LinkedIn page, which I almost added him as a, I almost tried to add him as a connection, but then I decided that was a little too far. Uh, but if any of our fans want to try to reach out to him, I feel like he might be behind this new Meg, which, so I love him already. I'm just gonna, I wonder if the two of them like strategize at this lunch. So good. His job is to liaise with the British and international media, as well as support the young royals, charity work and engagements. Interestingly, I don't know why, I assumed at first, just because of the way everyone's been talking about the split between the two couples that he was only working with Meghan and Harry, his job is actually to work with all four of them. So he is press strategist for Meghan, Harry, William, and Kate. And he, are you surprised by that? I, I, for some reason, I thought they were going to have separate Same people. here. I thought that this would be part of kind of their siloed offices now. Um, he's working with all four of them. He previously worked on the Brexit campaign as a speechwriter and then became press secretary as well as Her Majesty's Treasury. I didn't find much from his LinkedIn page. It's squeaky clean. 
but he has listed as his interests the BBC and McKinsey, which was a little disappointing because I was looking for like dirt. Right. Did he have a photo on there? Yeah, it's like a photo of him with a blonde woman. Not sure what the di- relationship is between the two of them. But it like lists all of his background and, you know, his like interests and previous jobs. It's kind of funny, too, because I was imagining like what kind of what kind of networking is he trying to do at link- on LinkedIn now that he's their press secretary. I love it. But it's kind of great. So Julie's going to friend him and we'll see what happens. Because he was the person she was having lunch with and because we don't ever usually see photos of her out, I'm going to agree with you. I think somehow this is a statement. She's trying to reassert she's just, she'll always be Meg to us, you know? It's almost like a little nod to her fans. Almost a nod to her fans, but I'm so curious what the queen thinks because I, even though I'm all for freedom of expression through clothing, I just can't think that the queen would be cool with her going out in ripped denim. I don't think she knew that ripped denim was ever a thing. I don't think she knew this was actually a style. I I feel like it would be jarring to the palace. It's a little shocking. It's a little shocking. Because I I agree with you. I think we had the same feeling that um, we had those days were like long behind us never to be returned. But I love it. I think it's great. Because I feel like this maybe means we've talked about how like Princess Diana's interesting personal style has become so iconic and she was able to wear kind of like sweatshirts and you know casual wear and it's like we never really see Megan and Kate in that mode or we do but it's like not that exciting I feel like this is exciting you know right I also can't can't imagine feeling so strongly about ripped jeans that I would be willing to kind of dive on that sword I don't know but I love yeah, I it. That is true. We're talking. I love how we're talking. I love how I'm talking about ripped jeans as if it's somehow this like rebellious act, uh, up there with like a protest or something. Okay, so avocado toast is in the same vein. So these photos came out, and then over the course of the weekend, her friend and her makeup artist Daniel Martin shared on Instagram a photo of it was like a tea sort of preparation, a tea set with avocado toast and what we think are chocolate truffles. So that has not been confirmed. I don't even know where to begin with this Instagram. His caption was back to our TIG days with a heart. Thank you, Megan, for being the consummate hostess this weekend and still being the hashtag avocado toast whisperer. Yum. And then he hashtagged it foodie and foodie gram. Josh. Julie, I mean, I like I think we we sent this to each other this weekend. I don't even know what to say. I mean, I love that she is still doing these kind of TIG uh tablescape, sort of like really well choreographed Instagrammy uh trays of food but i was shocked somehow that she was letting daniel post this. right to me again i had the same reaction i couldn't believe my eyes as cliche as that sounds i you sent me this post i looked the dates looked at the date because i just couldn't believe it was actually her i had to fact check that this daniel martin was legit everything about that to me what's shocking isn't so much that she's making avocado toast at home like i kind of i think i felt i knew in my heart that she always would be What's shocking 
is that she gave Daniel the sign-off to post this because he absolutely wouldn't do that, wouldn't jeopardize his relationship with her unless he had that sign-off. It's almost like, again, she wanted to send her fans a message. And I can't help think, but this is a little bit of a flagrant disregard for royal protocol. Like, I love it. It's the best disregard for royal protocol. But just, you can't imagine Kate's friends snapping a shot of something Kate prepared for them and just throwing it up on Instagram and talking about it. I agree. I think, I mean, I I wish this every week that we could know the full backstory of whatever is actually going on behind the scenes, because I just feel like something is going on that led her to do these two things back to back, that this is somehow like an expression, like an assertion that she she wants I don't know if, who she's trying to send the message to if it's the queen if it's uh, I don't know whoever but I feel like there's something here where she's trying to like make a point that she's gonna still do this stuff right this is definitely her like nobody puts baby in a corner moment yes. between this and the ripped jeans you're such a good call on the second act of the rom-com like you can imagine the swelling music like the montage of her like breaking out the luggage where she had all the ripped jeans that she had stored away like calling daniel to come over you know she staged that photo like getting the avocado yes. toast out yeah well okay so then there's there's some interesting elements to this photo too so he posted the photo then he also did an instagram story it was a video of um like the british countryside on a train and the caption for that was weekend in london with my m and a red heart um so that m is obviously megan uh that one was to me i wonder if that got the sign off um I guess probably, right? It had to, especially after this Instagram post where everyone knows who M is going to be. I'm surprised how shocked I am, how much I'm reacting like some hostage is sending us a message via Instagram, right? It does it do, it does feel like she's trapped somewhere and has to like get her signal out because it's through she can't do it on her own anymore, so she has to like get out like a smoke signal, you know? Um, it's like something like a little bizarre about it. Um, and then, so then I was, when I was doing the research to put this together, I didn't even know this, but he turned off. So, so I guess, cause when I first looked at it over the weekend, there were comments and I was looking through them. Um, and most people were like, oh, that looks delicious. Oh, like love Megan, whatever. Somewhere along the way, it took a turn maybe because he turned off the comments so like if you look right now you can't comment on the post and then of course the daily mail tries to dig into all of this and they reported that there was like lots of controversy about the avocado toast image that and they like found some commenters who wrote someone wrote i'm surprised there isn't any chopped red onion and diced pimento in there to give it some color and taste these look very bland to me Oh my God, the Duchess is showing us a private moment of her like breakfast and you're going to diss her for that? You're going to diss her for her recipe? And then also someone else wrote, I thought high tea in London must have scones, but this annoyed me so much because this, I guess, is why they think maybe he disabled the comments and then is this going to mean she's going to be now reticent to be, I don't know, revealing in this way? I don't know. There was also rumor over the weekend that she 
had an Instagram account that she was using to monitor things, but that she shut it down because she was sick of looking at all the different, like, annoying comments. Oh, interesting. Josh, this is my question for you. Do you think that aside from just really establishing the fact that she's still Megan on the inside, do you think she's trying to, is this her kind of passive aggressive way of trying to persuade the palace to give her back her social media or something? Do you think that she was hoping maybe there would be such good reaction to her being just one of the people being able to share these moments that maybe they would let her fire up her account again? Yeah, you know, I kind of do. I feel like this is, to me, it's like what you were saying, that... Because also, like, Jessica Mulroney, who's her sort of, we don't know, shadow stylist from Canada, keeps being reported that she visits Megan and does this and that, but you never see anything on Jessica's Instagram about her. So this feels very conscious to me, because following Jessica on Instagram, I know she would want to post something. So, or I just have that feeling. So I think... This feels very much a concerted choice. She's that I almost feel like it was her idea, maybe, or that she they talked about it because, yeah, this whole the way the whole toast and tea set were made, maybe she can use uh, the fact that I think mostly got good PR. I mean, I guess he turned off the comments. So I don't really know what that means as a way to kind of encourage the palace. Also, the tea set is now sold out. Um. I guess like people who saw this image went to go buy the tea set, which is kind of funny. It's from the Soho House collection. Um, I don't know. Yeah, maybe maybe this is a sign that they're gonna maybe at some point soon let her just kind of post this stuff on her own. It's so not the normal. Can you imagine someone doing this from a meal Kate made? No, I feel like they would be like executed. No one would hear from that person again. There would be like some mysterious disappearance. 100%. Do you think when Kate comes over, Megan serves this avocado toast meal or is this like special for her like friends from before? Oh my God. I want to believe that Megan tried to serve Kate the avocado toast in like a very early get together. And maybe Kate, like, was very polite about it. Maybe she took a few bites, but then she said, like, she just wasn't hungry. Like, it was just too California for her. Can you see her eating avocado toast? I don't know. Normally, I would be unsure. But after last week's bacon on pizza admission, I feel like my thoughts on, like, what Kate would be into or not taste-wise, it's kind of gotten thrown out the window. But, But I feel like when it comes to tea, Kate is super traditional. I bet she would be, you know, somehow like, where are the bis? I don't know. What do they eat with their tea? You know what I mean, though. Another interesting thing. I this is just kind of a little bit of a thought experiment. But how much would Princess Diana have communicated via Instagram? Like, there's something to me that feels a little bit rebellious about this post. And it just I don't know. I'm curious. I feel like Diana would have done the same thing. She would have been trying to communicate with people via her friends who came by. Yeah. I think it goes along, too, with the articles we've talked about and read about how she, when she goes on these appearances, she tries to make body, like, contact, like, she'll hug people, she'll talk to them, and they kind of are thrown off by that because that hasn't been done in the past. You know, I feel like she's done things, obviously, like, a lot of the discussion around, like, breaking protocols, probably a little silly, but, like, she's definitely doing things differently than Kate and William and Harry have, so... Yeah, I, I think it is another sign of that. 
I think it's like does feel Diana E in that way. There was like a blurb about her in the br- brochure, and they didn't mention suits. They said that Megan had a history in theater. So I just love the fact that she made a point via this caption to include the TIG. Like the Royals well, may right. want to scrub her backstory, but Megan sure isn't going to let that happen. I thought I actually meant to bring that up. I thought it was really interesting that the TIG was name checked because you could 100% see a version of her that the press or whatever has tried to create that she would have shunned that part of herself, whatever. Right. This is such a sign that she's like, no, I am proud of everything I've done. I, I'm the same Megan who made the TIG. It is sort of defiant. Uh, this is like the like Joan of Arc. It's like the way we're talking about her, really. Avocado toast has never been given this much import. I love it. Also, we're talking about her like she went into some combat zone, risking her life when she just, you know, I don't even. No, but it it is. It's the it's the crazy world of the royals that we've discussed every week. It's like just it's such a crazy world with such strange rules and bylaws. So, yeah, in that sense, it is. I don't know. I do kind of feel we're close to something happening, either her getting an Instagram account or her giving some kind of like no holds barred interview. I feel like we're leading to something like that, don't you? I I do. And there's part of me that wants to believe that Megan was following that Kate pizza encounter very closely. And I know that we shouldn't pit women against women. And uh, it could very well be that they have a very nice cordial relationship. But like, this is the distraction I want. (laughs) Just imagining them kind of going back and forth, trying to compete for this mantle of who might be the most relatable duchess. No, completely. All right, let's transition to someone we haven't checked in with for a little bit, Angelina Jolie. Brad Pitt and Charlize Theron were spotted together earlier this month at the Chateau Marmont. According to a source who told the son, who spoke to the son, they were ridiculously touchy-feely and his arm was around her back. At one point, he winked at her. Brad seemed in a really good place. They both looked really happy. So, of course, based on this report the internet kind of exploded with excitement i feel like this is a fun match i'm into it it i guess one of the very few i feel like once you get stars of that caliber there are very few mates potential mates with that same level of fame so i just kind of like this coupling let's start with that josh do you like this coupling I feel like it makes some weird sort of sense, and you know, like I don't know. I just it was like, oh yeah, that that makes like I don't know. I feel like it's very hard, probably, for Brad Pitt to date someone who isn't at all in the industry, or Charlize for that matter too. I feel like it always makes sense to me if you have this A-list life where you're used to all these things. I kind of like it. Right. So immediately there was some speculation about how they met. It seemed that they are. They did both film an ad for the watch brand Breitling last year with Adam Driver. According to other reports, they had met years ago through Sean Penn, whom uh, Charlize was dating. But almost immediately after this report came out, and I've heard through a few vague or sources I don't want to name that they are indeed dating, uh, but almost immediately 
Brad's rep began rolling phone calls saying why they aren't dating, trying to squash these rumors. He said Brad and Charlize have known each other for years and recently became even better friends after working together. They enjoy each other's company and connect on many levels. Brad and Charlize have a lot of mutual friends and share their love of acting, but neither of them are ready for a serious relationship right now. So Brad's Pitt's reps are working overtime to squash the rumor. Um, according to a different report, it's because the two are trying to ke- keep their relationship a secret to avoid drama with Angie. Josh, why would there be trouble or drama with Angie? Can I just say that I had never seen this watch ad, so I just looked it up. I love that Adam Driver is somehow tangentially related to this. Like, what a weird... It's like as if this wasn't like bizarre enough to, to add him into the mix. And also, like, this watch company. Like, if I were them, I would be, I don't know, re-socialing that post. Um, but, but I, I'm i intrigued. I almost feel like the, the intense response from Brad's team seems like it makes me believe more that there's something up with it. Right. And they go, they throw more onto it, uh, they say to AOL, when Pitt does decide to settle it down again, he will likely date someone outside of the business, the source says, adding that he isn't looking for an actress as a lifetime partner. He's tried that route already, and while he loved both Jen and Angelina very much, and he grew tremendously as a person with both women, he is ready for something different. At the moment, he is all about his career and his children. He is working on several projects and spends every moment he can with his kids. God. I know. Like, also to give that statement to AOL, like, it's just, like, a lot. It's a lot happening, but I think you're exactly right. The more they try to deny the story makes me believe it even more. It isn't even just that Pitt doesn't want drama as he's trying to work out the custody agreements. There are reports that Angie and Charlize are actually sworn enemies and have been feuding for years over film roles. Oh, my God. Now, I have to say, when I saw the sworn enemies headline, I had a lot of doubts. But the report goes on to kind of be believable because it states that Angie and Charlize were kind of in the same category, which I totally get. They're A-list actresses who I, yeah, who can right. do a lot of action, badass roles. In 2017, even before Charlize and Pitt were pictured together working on this insane watch ad, Radar reported that Angelina was stalling on committing to a Bride of Frankenstein remake to purposely annoy her rival, Charlize Theron. Because Jolie didn't commit and Theron was a runner-up, Theron reportedly couldn't accept other roles while she was waiting for Angelina to make up her mind. That is the best power move. That is the best power move. But Josh, it gets better. The source said, Angie hasn't made a deal with Universal to do their next monster flick, but the offer's still on the table. She could use the $20 million paycheck, but she seems to enjoy sticking it to Charlize, who wanted to do this film, and is convinced Angie stepped in to take it off her. Josh, can you imagine hating someone enough to hold off from accepting a $20 million paycheck just to torture them? This is like, there needs to be a, a movie about this dynamic. Or, like, I want, like, a really good, like, docu-series where there was about, like, the, um, 
Like, I don't know. I just, I just this is wild. Also, I totally get it because I feel like I feel like they do play similar roles. Um, to answer your question, though, to answer your question, no, I cannot imagine. Actually, mm, I mean, I I can't I can imagine doing a lot, but I can't quite imagine this. Oh my god, I would love to know who this person is that gave you pause. <laughs> who who's my? I know that made me reconsider the 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 twenty million dollar hypothetical. Also, they both have played because um, Angelina was Maleficent, and what was the movie Charlize? The the one that oh. oh Snow White and the Huntsman, they both played like the evil witch type. That's such a good call. I feel like they kind of have a they they both done action. I feel though like somehow Angelina, I'm surprised she's letting it be known that she has this kind of feud if this is true at all because I feel like there's not you're bad i feel like it'd be more her vibe to just like pretend she doesn't even know Charlize exists you know what i mean well i feel like she was kind of doing that but i don't know i feel like she's not talking about it a lot she was just i i just love it was like it. her actions her actions yeah to really like double down on the way the tabloids would play into this i'm curious what jennifer aniston and Charlize's dynamic is they're oh. both friends with, I think, Chelsea. I feel like they're both friends with Chelsea Handler. I don't know how close they are. I love this thread, this second thread, because I feel like Jennifer Aniston would almost, like, support it. I feel like she's very cool, zen, calm these days. Of course, the first thing that you get, because I just Googled Jennifer Aniston and Charlize Theron, the first thing you get is Jennifer Aniston visits spa in Beverly Hills amid Brad Pitt, Charlize Theron dating rumors. Oh my um, god! It's like a da- and it's like a Daily Mail post of her entering a spa with a smart water. With a smart water, I oh, love that. The intel Chelsea Handler must have. I kind of like can't see it. I kind of want. I like. I don't know. I like it. I'm into it. It's like a. I, I feel like we need a flashy a lister new couple, but I don't know. It's hard to imagine for some reason. Right. I kind of feel like Charlize will eat Brad Pitt alive. Yeah. We'll see. But then I love what Ange- Angelina's response in the public's... So the same day that these this news broke, this report broke, Angelina went shopping with Pax. They went out in Los Angeles, a very public scene. The photos taken of them, you can just see, like, from 360 degrees around them, there are just people staring with, like, jaws on the ground that, like, Angelina Jolie is out in public. Uh, the day after, Julie took her 10-year-old twins, Vivian and Knox, to go rock climbing in Los Angeles. This, of course, gave the Daily Mail essentially like a heart attack. There's so much coverage of this rock climbing excursion. It was at some indoor studio. I can't believe I'm not reporting from them there right now. I should be interviewing the staffer. There's video footage because people just must have been recording them with the phones, which, Josh, I don't even know what we would have done. We wouldn't have been able to hold it together. Not like we would have... The premise of us being at a rock climbing venue already is like pushing disbelief. So, yeah. Um, But so Jolie, she just went for it. She's in very loose fitting clothes and is scaling this wall as if she'd done it a million times before. Daily Mail took great care to kind of put side by sides of Jolie at this indoor rock climbing studio against like her and Tomb Raider movies also rock climbing Poor Vivian and Knox, like, 
did they get to climb the wall? I'm sure they did, but there are no photos. So it makes it seem like Jolie almost had the twins just go with her as like her moral support so she could get some endorphins off this wall. You know what I will say? She's Angelina Jolie, so that's like the baseline, I guess. But no one has ever looked... I thought, I mean, if I was rock climbing, it my like head would look bright. It would be like bright red, ready to explode. I can only imagine like the sweat on my body or like how like misshapen I would look on this thing. She looks like effortless, wouldn't you say? Like she was glowing on that rock wall. Full makeup. There isn't like a shred of frizz on her hair. Her hair is like perfectly blown out. I agree with you. I mean, either she's just in such great shape, which I guess is probably what it is that like she is just able to do this without even like breaking a sweat, but it's kind of wild. Right. When when did she climb a wall last? I mean, I have so many questions. I, she just looks so at ease. It's like she's shooting her own Brightling watch ad. Um, I love that there's like a staffer who I imagine for like insurance reasons is watching underneath her as if he has to like spot her. Uh, I mean, how much would you pay for that guy's account of the afternoon? Can you imagine you're just like working the desk at this weird rock climbing venue in like Burbank or wherever this was, and you get like a text that they're shutting down the joint because it's Angelina Jolie. Though I feel like in the one image I'm looking at now, the staffer's not really paying great attention. Oh my God, coming in hot for that staffer. Also, I love that she has this little tag on her like equipment that says rental. Did you you see that? That is just the most tragic detail of the whole image because everything else, it looks like, again, she's shooting some sort of commercial, but they wouldn't even let her, I don't know, get away with tearing that rental tag off. And I don't know if this is from the equipment or not, but did you notice in the front she has like that carabiner with the key on it? I know, which I love. Like, is that key to their locker? Did she have to like throw her sweater in there or her purse? It is so, I mean, like... I feel like the appearances she's done recently or appearances she's done, but like the ice cream, the Target, this, it's very, very normal mom vibes. In a, in a way that it feels to me coordinated. Normal mom vibes, but also like oh, our moms would never have taken us rock climbing and then <laughs> yeah. got up on that wall themselves. Yeah. And also I say normal mom vibes, like knowing that she, we, do we know how these pictures got out? It looks like they didn't shut down the area or else they brought a ton of friends themselves because there are a lot of other people. The fact that there's so much video on YouTube, weirdly, where you can watch her climb this wall. There's one where she's walking away from the wall where she looks stunning. <laughs> this looks. I mean, I, they compared it to Mr. and Mrs. Smith, right? I want, God, again, I want like a docu-series. So do you think this was a coincidence that it came the same weekend as the Brad Charlie's rumors? No, no. But again, maybe she's making these outings all the time. I still think even though Angie hasn't done many movies recently, she's still that tier of fame where any outing is captured and put on the Daily Mail. So it just seems like too much of a coincidence that she would be out and about. I feel like weirdly there's a thematic similarity between Megan and Angelina, both kind of uh, asserting their normalcy in the midst of great scrutiny. Oh my God. No, no one has ever paid Megan such a compliment. I also still can't get over the fact that you use the word carabiner. (laughs) 
<laughs> I was waiting for you to question why or how I even knew that word. I'm sure I, is that even the right way to pronounce it? Who knows? My like one failed summer at summer camp, really coming back for one good purpose. I love the way that you kind of wove these stories back together like that. What a professional. But what do you hope for these two women in the next week? I hope they have a summit. Can you imagine? I hope like Angelina flies to London. I feel like they must have been in touch somehow already, right? I wouldn't have put it past Megan. Like, I wouldn't be surprised to find out that Angelina was invited to the royal wedding. Just because she's inviting Oprah, she's inviting George Clooney. It's not like they had some great friendship beforehand. Julie, I have our solution. You and me, we're going to do a coordinated approach to Christian Jones on LinkedIn. We're going to let him know that we feel like Angelina and Megan would have like a really great time discussing things, their lives. You know, Angelina can talk about what it's like to be in the public eye. They are, they both are have charity humanitarian work that's important to them, et cetera, et cetera. She can give her like advice about being a mom. If Christian makes that happen, I feel like that'd be a great PR coup. And then we can get like a cut or something. <laughs> but but <laughs> that's my hope. That's my hope that the, ne- the next thing we hear is like the son reporting that Angelina has stopped by the palace to like chat up Meg. Right. And Josh, if Megan were to make another kind of I guess, little secret message, I guess, to her fans. What would it be? She's already done the ripped jeans, the TIG kind of uh, tablescape with avocado toast. Maybe some sort of chalk message, like in the no bad energy vein. Yes. Like maybe she can, maybe she can go somewhere, leave a message in chalk and then flee. And then people can track down by the handwriting that it's written by her. Or else she's photographed like carrying the suits box set into some sort of meeting. Yeah, that's a great one, too. Or she gets lunch with a Suits castmate, maybe, and then lets the Suits castmate Instagram something covert so that we yes. know that the person saw Megan. There's a lot of options here. I love this. These, like, kind of smoke signals. I wonder if, this is, like, behind the curtain, but Daniel Martin, after the royal wedding, was pitched to us to, like, come do a makeup tutorial, et cetera, et cetera. And I feel like we, it didn't work out, but now I want to get him back here. <laughs> Oh my gosh, listeners, we will not, like, this is our only objective for this week. We have to figure this out, Josh. I'm going to reach back out to Daniel Martin's rep and see what we can do. Right. And I guess until then, though, I would love to hear what you all think of the avocado toast, the ripped jeans, the, like Josh said, the smoke signals. Do you have any theories? Is is she kind of pushing back against the the limits of the royals? I don't know. Are we going to keep, are we going to get more of this? Is she going to get in trouble for this? What does Kate think? Oh my God, this que- these series of questions, this is like at the end of a movie where they put like the burning questions up on the screen or something of like what's to come. An added bonus treat for this week's episode, we have a great conversation to share with Michelle Collins, a dear friend of the podcast and me and Julie. She was a former co-host on The View, and she's now uh, the host of a serious XM show, The Michelle Collins Show, which airs for two hours every morning and is a delight. She has different kind of high-profile celebrity guests and reality stars, the whole mix, uh, on every day. And Michelle came by to chat with Julie and me about all sorts of topics, and we're going to share a portion of that conversation now. 
We're here with Michelle Collins, an amazing friend, first and foremost. We used to work together at Vanity Fair. She hosted the Oscar party red carpet. was hilarious. She now has a serious radio show, which if you're not a fan of her, you really need to tune in. Give if it you're a not try. following Michelle on Instagram, <laughs> Twitter, all platforms. call Josh and Julie, how excited and thrilled I am to be on your podcast, which I've been waiting for the invite. So this is very exciting for me. But also when you told me that you listened to my show, which by the way is on eight to 10 every morning, Sirius XM stars 109. I was shocked because we don't talk that often, like, you know, here and there or whatever. I see Josh more often because he's here in New York, but it was like the most flattering. I'm not just Um, saying that I was so flattered because I just love you. I think you're so talented. And so the fact that you tune into me truly makes uh, the world go around for me. It's it's very nice to hear. And thank you. It's a little creepy because I feel like I'm all up on your life. Mm, you and are? Yes. I know you got up early to watch the royal wedding. I sure did. What did you enjoy it? Was it the same to you as Kane Williams? More enjoyable, less enjoyable? What do you think of her dress? I like the dress. Listen, I am a say yes to the dress yeah. aficionado. Okay. So I was happy it wasn't like one of those sheer corseted panina tournay like nightmare dresses that all like slutty Russians buy for like 15 grand. And their dad is like, you look beautiful. I like it. And they're like, tits are out. And I'm like, dad. <laughs> but was it like, I mean, the be all end all of dresses? No, it's no. plain. I think that that was a power move, though, to make it so plain. And we've heard that's what she, way that that that's what people would talk about, that they would expect her to try to be because like she's so it's almost like a Mother Teresa Mahatma Gandhi move <laughs> where they would expect her to show up like this is my moment, like crazy, whatever. And she was like, I'm going to hey. shock the world. I'm going to wear so a minimal white. makeup like yeah. Yeah. because the engagement photo, she did wear that black tie sheer bodice mm-hmm. dress, a bold move. So it was kind of a reversal. It was a reversal. I think it was done on purpose to look like um. How do you solve a problem like me? I hate myself. Okay, what? I won't finish. We've heard from people who have, we get a lot of people who send us like tips about Mm. things. And someone who works closely with Givenchy has said that like that fit was all her. Like she fully like orchestrated. Meaning that it wasn't perfectly fit to her? But like intentionally so. I'm telling you, there were no mistakes made that day. Right. None. If you, this is, it's like a reality show. You have to think about it. There's a story producer working this girl here. She's a girl who comes from Hollywood. You know what I mean? So she's coming into it thinking, how am I going to be perceived? Now, what's happening now in the tabloids cannot be her working. I mean, there's no way she wants people to think this about her. So it is a bit ironic that like now the train is sort of off Derailed. the tracks. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I kind of love it. I got to tell you, it's a great. Okay. Mary Poppins. Didn't love it. Okay. So here's my thing with it. Back to Lynn. I didn't know what to expect with it. I actually didn't know the original Mary Poppins well. I think I probably saw it once when I was five. So I don't remember it at all. I don't either. From At all. And that's a, that's a, a blind spot for me that I'm embarrassed about because it's such a famous movie. So I just was like, ugh, I don't know, nanny. Like, I don't know, nanny. And like, and the outfit, I was like, I don't like the outfit. (laughs) I don't think I'm going to like it. And I got the screener for it. And so I watched it at home. And I have to say, it was... I love the musical numbers. I love Rob Marshall. Fair, like, mm-hmm. true story. I just think he's great. I love Mark Shaman, who wrote the music for it. Is wonderful, brilliantly talented. And I did find parts of it. I actually thought to myself that kids, I think, are going to be frightened by parts of it because it's a little bit scary. It got dark. It, got it goes dark. dark. It got dark. And also, the screen itself is dark. Like, there are parts that are very brown mm. and navy and kind of darkly colored. But right. I was pleasantly surprised by it. I really thought it was kind of magical and 
I actually want to see it on the big screen. I think it'll be better. There are so few things these days that are like big budget, musical, swelling horn section, nice story. Uh, I, I liked it. I did not love Ben Wishaw. That was the oh, one recast. It was way too much Ben Wishaw. Wait, have you guys seen Very English Scandal? No, but I've seen Perfume, which is one of the worst movies ever made. <laughs> you would like Very English Scandal, really? him and Hugh funny. Grant. Hugh Grant is um, amazing. And, <gasps> and it's like an illicit romance between the two of them. <gasps> is it a movie or a, a it's a, TV it's, thing? it's like my ideal format for any kind of programming. It's three hour long episodes. Oh, on what? BBC America. Oh, I'll watch it uh-huh. tonight. No, I'm not even joking. And you get through it in three hours. It's oh, so and I love Hugh Grant so and it much. Has, like, a Wait, what's, fatal ben, what's the story with Ben Wishaw and Mary Poppins? Like, is this a He's lot just, of his like, way plot? too flat assed? Like his ass mm. is so flat. And he and I have a big. I, I, I'm not comparing asses here, but it's like I, listen. Wait, I need a DVD reissue of this movie with it says like I don't like the outfit from Michelle Collins, and he's just too flat ass Michelle. Well, because they keep they keep showing it from like the side and like hanging from balloons, and I'm like, there's nothing in his ass pants area. It's like a deflated khaki, and he's just I don't find him hot. So like I wish that there was a guy who was kind of hot. He just feels too thin, honestly. Right. And if he's looking skinny on camera in person, he must be emaciated. For a woman, we're so used to it. We don't question it, sadly. With him, I'm like, ugh, no. Like, they have to, like... I, who would have been better at that role is what I'm wondering. Anyone Wait, else? Anyone. <laughs> the, this is like a drunk history thing where I don't even know the plot, but what is is her love interest Lynn or Ben? Or neither? Oh, she doesn't have one. Right. In the whole movie. It's very asexual. No one has no one has sexual urges in this there movie. Is, you tell it. No, I was just gonna say I think it's too much non Mary Poppins, and you're es- right, especially because Lynn isn't the love interest. Like I'm not wondering what the lamplighter is doing with his spare time, <laughs> but they keep cutting away. Having- oh, really? You bring up a good point. I didn't think about it that way. There isn't enough Mary Poppins. She does not feel as magical as she should. Right. I agree with you there. There, it's too kid heavy. Too much on the kids mm, than Mary. No, but the kids are very cute. Oh, they are. One of them looks exactly like Carrie Mulligan. I mean, the little one, I was like, is this Carrie Mulligan? Is he married to Mumford and Sons? <laughs> he looks exactly like her. What's the story with Meryl? Just spoil it for me. I don't care. She's good. She's in one scene. Oh, that's it? See, I feel yeah. like... I feel they're hyping it up as if it's this big secret. But it's a cute scene. I feel like her scene is very polarizing, though, because <gasps> people have hated it, have really? said that it's like her worst work just because it's kind of out there. She plays Mary Poppins. I'm Pop- dying to see it now. I want to see Meryl's Wait, what's worst the, work. I actually don't know this. What's the consensus? You're the first person I've encountered who's liked her. Everybody else has been like, oh my God, what was she thinking? What were they doing there? She plays like a very out there Mary's cousin who fixes things. I liked it. I felt like it was like weird for sure. And that's maybe why I like the movie is that it was a little odd. Odd. Yeah. I, I felt like it was smart actually. And that it wasn't, you know, can I be honest? Now that we're in Trump's America, here I go. By the way, I'm not making eye contact with anyone. I'm looking directly at the table. (laughs) I do feel like pop culture has been incredibly dumbed down. Like movies, like Avengers, like all these. Not that I'm shitting on that, but it's just like... We thought the war together. Oh, we sure did. Mm -hmm. Like all these superhero movies, like there's just very little... There's very little fun this award season. You got all the boy movies. Beautiful boy. Ben is back. Boy erased. All three movies. Don't know. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I have the screeners. Don't don't care. Don't want to know. Then you have Suspiria, which, by the way, everyone loved. I could not sit through it. After 25 minutes, I was like, I have to go. I I didn't find it scary. I found it boring and ugly. I said it. You know what? I feel good about it. I didn't like it. Dying to hear, though, what you thought of Star is Born. So Star is Born, I saw with my mother, who now you've met, and my dad, when they were visiting New York. And we went to Sony Linky Theater on 
68th and Broadway. And Is that the one where you go down? Well, we were supposed to, but then there was a theater mix-up. There was a whole thing that what? happened where they double booked our theater. So we have assigned what? seats and like basically three women all thought that they had my seats. So like what and my mother's and my dad's. So people were like getting into mini scuffles at every seat. There was so much negative energy in the theater because everybody was fuming and we got there early. So luckily I got we had like great seats. The manager sat us. It was like a whole thing. He kind of looked like Lin-Manuel, small ponytail. Anyways, so they ended up having to open a theater. It was just like everyone was tense and then the movie started what and drama our, to begin Jesus. begin it was already like we were off you know yeah. then the movie begins okay controversial yeah what i loved like everyone the first 45 minutes were perfect what a dream yeah. i mean really it I was exciting it. Yeah. aspirational i love lady gaga i paid a lot of money to see her at city field i'm a fan i like bradley cooper then something okay then what's so funny is that right where the movie took a turn our projector broke thinking back to it now it's so funny like god intervened on our stars god knew god knew right when they went to arizona that's when it cut out that is when it got bad when they were on the motorcycle and the diner it cut out and everyone was like oh my god what is this you know it's like all the jews including me and my family on the upper west being like come on and we're already angry (laughs) and the movie is like so long and so i peed which was great and then my mother, who is like, we're all like big people, was freezing somehow, even though we have like layers of body fat. And like by the end, my mother had taken everyone's coat from like four separating rows. It was just like covered under like 50 coats. And I'll tell you this, when he pissed himself on that stage, I was like, is this movie for real? I mean, really, though, it was way too long. And when he honestly, I don't want to spoil the end. No, you can. Everyone's seen it by now. I know that that's how the movie is yeah. supposed to end. Also, there was a fight amongst white women in front of me. I told this on the show. I'm sure yeah. you heard it. Um, because a woman was texting right when he mm, K'd himself. And uh, he peed himself and then K'd himself. And uh, these ladies shoved her seat so hard. It was crazy. These like older white women. It was insane. And then after the movie was over, she got up and went, my ex-boyfriend's mother hung herself. And I was thinking about him. And how dare you animals, you fucking... I mean, I won't go there because it's Vanity Fair, but was cursing and everybody like froze. It was insane. We all froze. And then, even though everybody was in the wrong, do you know what I mean? Like there was no one who was right because they didn't write. Uh, We were like, what is her problem? I mean, we were all like so excited. Also like, sorry about your ex-boyfriend. Number one, that's why he dumped you. And number two, walk outside, dude. Like if that's, if it's that important, like leave the theater. Like leave the theater. I I liked it. I didn't love it. I don't think it's going to win many awards. I don't think she does. You don't think she's going to win. Well, you're, wait, I mean, well, how, actually, you're a great part. Julie interviewed Olivia Coleman in London. Now. Have you seen the, that movie? It's the one movie, I know it's going to win. You want to know why? Why? It's the one movie they didn't send me the screener for. And I was a SAG nominating member. Oh my God. And they, they did send not send me the favorite. I got every other movie and I was dying to see it. And it's the one I didn't get. And that's how I know it's going to win. I don't know, though, because I feel like A Star is Born is so much more crowd pleasing. Not necessarily. Yeah, well, but the Oscar voters don't care about that. I know, but I feel like the favorite's too edgy. Favorite. And Bradley Cooper's hitting that trail. He's giving really good interviews during those awards. It's over for them. I'm telling you. I think that they sh- they made a big mistake releasing it when they did. Too early. They should have released it this month. Yep. Mm-hmm. The buzz is totally crazy, agree. crazy. Now people are burnt out. The soundtrack has been burnt. I, I love them. Listen, I didn't hate it. I liked it. But I'm just saying it's burnt out. Now everyone's had the conversations about it. It's gone through the ringer so much that it's sort of like old news. And in this news cycle, old news is old news. Like you need something fresh. I love Olivia Coleman. I think she's a genius and I would be, I haven't even seen the favorite and I would be happy for her to win. Really. 
I would be too, but I don't know that she will. That's a confusing movie, The Favorite, in that the three... I thought Emma Stone was the lead actress. Like, like in the terms of the... I feel like screen time, it's very close. It's confusing. It's sort of I'm like... I'm not a big Emma Stone person. I don't dislike her. I'm not like a crazy You'll be fan. surprised by The Favorite, I think. She has a British accent. And she's funny, I heard. And it's, like very phys- it's a physical comedy-heavy performance. It, I think she's funny. I like yeah. I like her, but I'm not like a crazy stan. You know what I mean? Where right. I'm like, oh, she yeah. can't do anything I would have wrong. rather she won an Oscar or anything for this than right. La La Land. Well, I like, hated La La Land. Yeah, yeah. I'm issue. not a La La fan at all. No. So I feel like, to me, this was a better performance. When you look back on the view, what do you? What's your takeaway? No, um, a- wow, how lucky am I? Genuinely, it sounded like I'm being sarcastic, but it's just because I've had champagne. What a blessing! Who gets to be on that show? It's emotional. No, I mean, honestly, no, it really who, is. Who yeah. gets to be on that show? Yeah. Say what you will about the drama and the gossip, and and there is a lot of toxicity within that show. A one hundred percent. None of it having to do with Whoopi Goldberg, who is like my saint, uh, and I absolutely love her and consider her like in a weird way family to me, which is like. A crazy thing I realized to say, but I I really feel that. Um, outside of that, yeah, it's like a. Even with all of that taken into consideration, it's still like, what a hilarious thing that I got to be a part of. Truly, you know. It seems like Whoopi really took you under her wing. Like she really respects your talent. How long did that take? Was it immediate? Did you have to like true prove story? Yourself? When I and I tell the story because it just I think reflects so well on her. Um, when I guest hosted the very first time which was like March before I got hired officially for the following season I had you know of course I'm like nervous around her because also it's like are you kidding me I mean my god like hello and I was saying like oh because I had to supply my own wardrobe because I was just guest hosting and I was going to go that afternoon to like buy you know a tarp or whatever I was going to wear and I walked out (laughs) I was tarp shopping and and I got a phone call and I like Two and two numbers. So I actually assumed it was like a producer from the show for the next day. And I picked up and it was Whoopi the first day. And she goes, hi, like I heard, you know, you were saying earlier, she goes, go to these places. And she gave me some like recommendations for stores to check out. And I was like shaking, obviously. I'm like, what is happening here? And I just, to me, that was like, you know, who does that? Honestly, who, even on the lowest level TV show, um, Shade Bedouin Noir. I'm trying to think of like that's I love Shade by the way, but like even like George Whipple. I'm thinking of like New York One, Pat Kiernan. Like you're coming on New York uh, One, you know, no one's calling you the first day to like to like be nice. And she was so nice and has remained that way up until now. And I'm very friendly. Her daughter is actually one of the funniest people I know, Alex. Alex is literally one of the funniest, and I wish that she actually her and I should actually have a show because she is Yeah. And real. You know, like even yeah. though like Okay, her mom is Whoopi Goldberg, but just a real girl and funny as shit. I adore her. It, it's a great family. They're wonderful people, really. And Whoopi is, is the warmest, most generous, not just in her generosity, but spiritually generous. She's great. I tell everyone that because it's the one thing I really walked away from that show with, um, that if the people who deserve it get it. Does that make sense? From yeah. her. That's what I will say about it. Uh. And she knows the right people to give it to, if that makes any sense. And that's a self compliment. <laughs> that's how you self compliment. But it's really, just, tr- <laughs> but it's really true. That's all for this week's episode of In the Limelight. Thank you guys so much for listening, and please remember to check us out on Apple Podcasts, wherever you may listen to us, and rate, review, share, etc. We really appreciate it. Photoshop yourselves onto the avocado toast picture. We'd love to see that. 
and you can call in and leave us a voicemail with your kind of theories, thoughts, hopes, dreams. Uh, that number is 347-790-0966. You can also reach out to us on Twitter at In the Limelight to further discuss these subjects. You can follow us individually too. I'm at Julie W. Miller. And I'm at Jay Duboff for us on Instagram and In the Limelight Pod. This episode was edited and produced by Daniel Roth. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll talk to you next week. And until then, no, no bad, bad <laughs> energy. energy.